0: Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University. The podcast, Professor Burgess is here today, uh, not Professor Bussie. He has uh, had surgery. He's recovering from the surgery. Uh, All indications are that the surgery went well. Uh, He uh, and his wife certainly uh, want me to pass along to all of you that they appreciate your prayers. They have felt your prayers. Uh, and they ask that you continue to pray for, you know, now we're waiting on the pathology report and the pathologies will tell us whether there's any other treatment that may or may not be needed. We pray, of course, that, that there isn't. Uh, so uh, that's what you can continue to pray and for his recovery uh, from the actual surgery. Whenever they cut on your liver, that's, that's, not, uh, that's not fun and games. Uh, so uh, be praying for that recovery. And Bubba will return not only to Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, but to the main show Sooner than later. Uh, we're going to have a conversation. Uh, Ainsley Earhart of Fox & Friends, uh, she is with us today. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, her new book. Uh, now, you may or may not know this, but um, this is not her first book. Uh, she's had New York Times best-selling books um, uh, with, in the children's category with Through Your Eyes, Take Heart, My Child, and of course, in the adult uh, category, uh, The Light Within Me. So she is no stranger to the process of writing a book and getting a book published and now promoting a book. Uh, The brand new one is called I'm So Glad You Were Born, Celebrating Who You Are. And without further ado, joining us on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, here's Ainsley Earhart. Ainsley, welcome to Rick and Bubba U.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm just sitting here praying for Bubba and I hope he gets well soon. And um, just wishing him, his wife, his family, everyone the best.
0: Yeah, it's a you know it's a difficult thing. Bubba and I have actually been doing the Rick and Bubba show for 28 years and nine months. So uh, okay. we've been at this a long, long time. And um, and as you know, uh, in our industry, to have that kind of longevity is is not the norm.
1: It's amazing. I remember as a child. I mean, I say child. I was in college and I went to visit my grandparents in South Carolina, and my aunt was talking about your show and how much she loves it and just how funny y'all are and how great you are. And so I started listening and y'all are just, you've been in our family and our homes for ages now. So thank you for everything you do. You're incredible.
0: Well, it's kind of you to say that. And, uh, and we, we do feel like uh, we're blessed to be here as I know you do, to be where God has placed you. So we, we have more time in this podcast format than, than we did uh, on the big show, but you know, I guess you, you know this because you're on Fox Nation. You understand, I mean, man, our industry is changing. I mean, you can't just do the terrestrial part anymore. I mean, you you got to do your streaming. You got to do your podcast. Has this made it easier or more difficult when you go on a promotion tour for a book?
1: it's actually made it easier because I've been, you know, been on podcasts and uh, Zooms and we we have our streaming service and actually I'm in my apartment in New York right now and they're setting up, our streaming service is here at Fox Nation and they're setting up something in my living room so that I can do a Bible study. I have Ainsley's Bible study on our streaming service, Fox Nation, so that I can talk about um, raising our children and how important the message is to tell our kids, we're so glad they were born especially in in today's, um, you know, with, with everything going on in the news. So I think this message is extremely important to to teach our kids. But yes, I mean, journalism schools all across the country are changing now. They have, you know, when I was going through, it was, you could choose which sequence you wanted in our journalism school. And that was PR, advertising, print or television. And now it's changed so much. We have you know, digital, we have streaming services. And in order to keep up with the times, television stations have to start these streaming services. And that's what got us through COVID. If you think about it, these podcasts, your podcasts, all the streaming services, that's where we go now. And I find my news, I'm always on my phone, researching stories and um, trying to find the latest headlines. So it's it's really transformed the industry and you have to keep up with the times if you're a network and, and you want to be relevant.
0: Oh yeah, the first time I heard the word Zoom, uh, now, this is really going to date myself here. Uh, you probably don't recall this, but public television had a kid's show called Zoom. Come on in, Zoom, 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 Zoom. So and you're too young to remember that. But but so the well, first time I heard Zoom, I'm like, is Zoom coming back? And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, they're putting Zoom back on? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I said, what is Zoom? And and I remember rolling my eyes and thinking Zoom, what what are you talking about? Don't we have conference calls? I mean, why do we need to Zoom? And 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 I, and then the first time I heard podcast, I thought it was some sort of skin disease. I, I was like, a podcast, what? And 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 everybody said, oh, you got to have a podcast. And and you're right because now we're fortunate enough to get to talk to people that are trying to break into the industry. And I've actually told them, I said, well, it's kind of good news, bad news. The way we all broke in, I could tell you how to do that, but it was it was pretty difficult. But honestly, with all these different platforms, if you can find an audience or garner an audience or find a way to use this, you might be able to break in in really more ways than ever before. And and like Fox News here at the Rick and Bubba Show, we certainly love our terrestrial affiliates, and we're still the backbone of who we are. We're, we're at the heart of radio show. But now, you know, we've really just become content providers, and uh, you know, all of our sales teams and marketing teams have had to make that adjustment. They really go right. to people now and say, would you like to do a marketing plan with the Rick and Bubba show, uh, which mm-hmm. means that could be all of it. And I remember my sister, who's 10 years younger than me, the first time she's like, oh, yeah, I listen to the show on the podcast archives on my way home. She's a school teacher, And i like, what do you mean? You don't listen to the show on the radio station? And she was like, well, I mean, I can only catch a little bit of that. I'm trying to get my kids to school. I'm trying to get to my classes. I like when the day's over, I can just go back and hear the show on my own time. And I started thinking, boy, this is really becoming the norm. And, um, you know, I know that I probably watch more streaming than I watch terrestrial. Really, news and sports is probably the only thing I watch terrestrial TV for now.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think we can all relate to that. Uh, You know, when when we all had COVID, it was you were locked down, even if we didn't have COVID, we were still locked down. We couldn't go into Fox News for a long time. The the shows that had more than one anchor, we had to follow the rules and eventually get back a little quicker than the people who had one, you know, their primetime shows. And many people in our industry decided just to stay at home, move to Florida, move to a state where there's no state tax save the money and set up a studio in your house. We also have these vans that pull up into your driveway. And if we have guests that are in Texas, no longer do they have to drive or fly to New York city. We can just pull a van up into your driveway. You walk outside and the audience at home doesn't even know that you're not there in the Fox studio. They don't know where you are, but these vans are set up. They've they've just completely gutted the inside of a van. You have the front seat and and the passenger seat. And then there's a camera right behind them that faces into the very back of the van. You put up a chair in the back of the van and put up a scene in the back that looks like a city. And so it's just wow. changed our whole industry, but it's made it easier, in many cases, easier to get guests, guests that didn't, didn't have the time to fly to New York City to sit on the curvy couch with us. Now we're, they're able to do it because they just walk outside and they go back in and have dinner with their kids.
0: No, yeah, I, you know my, my wife wrote a book um about uh actually going through the the difficulty of us and the earthly death of, of one of our children. Speaking of the uh, children and, and their value, and we'll talk about that before we're done at length. But and she wrote that book, and she literally said, and "Of course, Bub and I did some book deals in, in the past, and the book tours really were grueling. I mean, they they would I mean they would drive you into the ground. I remember my wife coming to me during her book tour saying." I just don't know that I can keep this up, and the reason why she had to go to every single market, she had to get on the you know the show there, uh, and she had to do that, and and we had to do the same thing. Matter of fact, we came to New York, you know, to make the round of the Fox shows, and uh, so really, I see your point. Now you can just sit in your home if you've got a setup which is relatively simple that's dependable. Throw up the Zoom, and you can do interviews all over the country without ever leaving your house.
1: Absolutely, I do love the book tours. They can be grueling when you're, you know, I anchor the morning show, and then I'm on all the various shows on Fox, and then on the weekends. Sometimes during the week, I can go to local bookstores, but um, on the weekends, I, I travel, and so we're doing, you know, I'm going to Nashville and Salt Lake City and Charleston, and I'm going to Ponte Vedra, Florida. You hit all these different cities, and you get to, but the beautiful thing and being able to do those, those tours, those physical tours is you do get to meet your audience yeah. and the people who employ you, you know, they're my customers and yeah. I, I love them all. And they're putting food on my table, allowing me to have this amazing job and send my daughter to a great Christian school in the middle of New York city. So, um, I am very grateful to them. And I love meeting the people that watch us every morning and they're, they're part of my family. They'll say Ainsley. And I know you hear this all the time too, Rick, you know, I wake up with you, I listen yeah. to you, you you know, you get me through my drive and, um, you, you take a step back and you think, my gosh, this is always what I wanted as a little girl. And I thank God for those opportunities, yeah. but I also thank God for the computer and zooms <laughs> and being able to hit audiences that I can't physically travel to constantly, and have these conversations. I mean, you and I would not have been able to have this long format conversation before podcasts were developed and thank the good Lord that they are because people can really get to know us and, and we can have funny, but serious conversations. You know, when people, when we have guests on Fox there, you know, our interviews are three or four minutes max because we have to go to a commercial break because the commercial breaks pay for us to have Fox news. Oh yeah. So it's, um, you know, we, it's, it's one big circle, but we don't get to, the interviews are, if it's three of us interviewing them, we probably have time for one question from each anchor and that's it. So I do love the podcast because you can find out more about people and really dive into the issues.
0: You know, I was trying to remember, how long have you been at Fox now?
1: I've been there since 2007. So what is that? 15 years. um, I started on overnights. I did overnights for seven years. And I was a correspondent for Sean Hannity show he he does you know so much at Fox oh, that yeah. he didn't have time to go out and actually do the stories and jump out of the airplanes and go to spring break in um in Florida and find out what the residents were concerned about. So I was his correspondent that would go out and do that. And I had a, a show called Ainsley Across America and I'd oh, go yeah. on his show once a week and do that. And then I would fill in on Fox and Friends on the weekends or you know, Monday through Friday if the weekend host wasn't available.
0: I'm trying to remember you you didn't you never did the weekend, Fox and Friends, like on a normal basis, did you?
1: I did it for ten months. And okay. um, gosh, I worked my tail off because I was doing overnights, traveling for Sean's show and then working that that show Saturdays and Sundays. And um after ten months, the girl who used to have that show decided she wanted to come back to the show. she she went to another show on Fox. And, um, she came back and took that seat. So, and she deserved it. She was a, she was a great girl, but that was devastating for me because I'd put in every weekend for 10 months and doing my regular show. I was working seven days a week and I was just so almost embarrassed. And it, that I remember thinking, looking back on it now, I think my goodness, God had me and carried me through and gave me the Monday through Friday show eventually. Right. And, um, and gave me great opportunities at fox but in the t- at the time i was devastated and embarrassed and just thought does the audience not like me did i not do a good job you know so that was we've all had our ups and downs in our careers and that was one of the ones i just it was hard for me for a little bit but um i got through that and then look how god blessed me Yeah. so when you go through a valley you're about to go up to the mountain you can't get to the top of the mountain without going through the valley and that was definitely a valley for me but um it all worked out
0: We'll come back. We'll continue our conversation. And we'll start. We're going to talk next about the book. It's called I'm So Glad You Were Born. And we'll unpack that when we come back when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Angely Earhart is our guest from Fox and Friends, and she is a a New York uh, uh, best-selling author. Uh, She's had number one books in the children's category, also wrote an outstanding book uh, for people of all ages as well, and her latest children's book, but it's really kind of a great read for adults as well because we need to to remember how special uh, the children that God has given us uh, truly are. What a gift. It's called I'm So Glad You Were Born, Celebrating Who You Are. So Ainsley, uh, for those that may be hearing it about hearing about this book for the first time uh, on the podcast, uh, tell tell those that uh, that that are, are listening to this or watching this exactly what they're going to find in this book, and and what was the inspiration for it?
1: Well, the inspiration was. My mom said this to us when we were little on our birthdays. I'm so glad you were born. And it's a popular phrase down south, but not necessarily up north. And so when I started anchoring Fox and Friends, it was Steve Juicy, my co-anchor's birthday. And I said, I'm so glad you were born. And everyone in the studio just started laughing and they thought it was cute, but they just they had never heard that before. So I said, I know it sounds strange, but truly, this is your birthday. This is a big day. And look how you're influencing the lives of so many people across America. You've been on Fox and Friends for you know, more than two decades now, and um, you're we all wake up with you, Steve, and we have for years. So it, we are glad you were born, and it's a it's an important day. You know, even if you're not, it's not a a big year if it's not your fortieth or your fiftieth or your twenty first birthday or your teenage years, you, it's still your birthday. And so I, I just wanted him to feel special. And my mom always made us feel feel special saying that. And so um, then it stuck. I started saying it for everyone's birthday. The co-anchor started saying it for everyone's birthday. And then Steve's wife uh, wrote him one day during the show and said she texted him and said, this needs to be Ainsley's next children's book. And so um, now my daughter is six years old. My first two children's books were when I was pregnant and when she was first born. So I thought it's time to do another children's book because we're in a different stage. She's six and a half. She turned seven in in about a month and a half, about a month. And um, we're just having so much fun. You know, the baby years are over, which I just loved and embraced, but now we're in another stage. And this is like the learning stage of how to teach her to be a really good person, teach her about God and tell her she's important. My daughter skips through life. And I know anyone listening who's a parent can relate to that. Our children just, I watch her, I, I'll sit in the den where I am right now. And she just skips in here or she'll skip into the kitchen. And she just, um, is always happy. And uh, so this is a book about celebrating her birth, her life, all the children around the world, their lives, their births, and really having a birthday party. So it talks about banging the drums loudly, blowing the brass horn. Gosh, I'm so glad you were born. It's uh, it all rhymes. It's really a cute book to read with your kids. And it's fun. Our, my house. These walls, I just have prayed over this apartment in New York City. I've asked God to bless every room and to make sure Hayden has an amazing childhood, that when she walks in the door, she wants to be here, that she loves being at home. She loves being around her mama. And that she always knows I'm there for her. We have a rule. There are no secrets. Um, we, you know, we try to talk things out. Um, I'm not a yeller. I'm not um, one of those moms that I can get frustrated when she doesn't want to go to bed. Cause that happens almost every night, mm. but I've learned to deal with that. And we just talk it through. I'll say mama's about to get upset. And um, I know you don't want that. Cause she calls it the dark voice when I raise my <laughs> voice and um, she's, <laughs> she's so cute. She gets, uh, she's very sensitive. So if you even just raise your voice a little bit she just breaks down which is probably a blessing because i don't really have to discipline as hard as i was probably disciplined but um so she knows she's loved and we have dance parties and that's the, you know, the front cover of the book is a dance party and hayden helped hayden picked out this this illustrator we had all these illustrators want to participate in this book and i had the pictures all out on the floor and i said hayden Which illustrator do you like? And she just kept going to this one. So, Kim Barnes is a mother, and a lot of these illustrations that she's included in the book, we talked a lot, and she knew that illustrations I wanted, like our kitchen dance parties and the instruments. And then, this is one she did based on her backyard. She has a fence in her backyard, a wooden fence, and she lets her kids paint the wooden fence. And I thought, This is what life is all about. I remember watching an interview about Princess Diana and her son said if she were alive today, she would come in with the grandkids and she would put them all in the bathtub and soap and suds and everything would be all over the bathroom. And I thought that's the kind of mom I wanna be. I wanna be fun. I wanna be, you know, I want her to to be very active in activities and sports. But I also want her to study hard and I want her to to be smart and I want her to understand she has to be a good person. She has to treat others with respect and love everybody and look at everyone as God's child. But I also want her to have a wonderful childhood. You know, they have this little spirit and they have that imagination. And we remember when we had it and now we don't anymore. So you have the small window of opportunity to just embrace that and pull out that spirit in your child. And that's what this book is about. It's just um, discovering new things and thanking them for having big hearts and for celebrating their lives and celebrating their special day. It's really a birthday party. And in the very end of the book, there's a surprise where throughout the book, you say it's someone saying, I'm so glad you were born. So it's the parent or the grandparent or whoever's reading the book to them or the godmother or the teacher but then at the end, the children have a little message and they all yell out, I'm so glad I was born. Mm. So it turns it around and it, it reminds them that they should be proud of themselves, that they have a purpose, that God has big plans for their lives, and they can make a difference.
0: Well, and, and it's so timely. A couple of things that hit me, even since uh, I had a chance to interview you on the on the big show, uh, which was very short. Uh, I, first of all, we actually had some fun with the book. I actually read it to my brother. Uh, which was funny, uh, because, uh, with us being grown men and me telling him that I'm glad that he was born as my little brother, which we had a ball with that today. But, uh, when, but anyway, the other thing looking at this is, you know, we're living in a time you and I just we're we're thankful for technology and we certainly are. But when I think about my five children, there, there, there's many things you think about that, that right there is where we really connected, but when they were little, me reading them books, sitting, and I, I can see the chair in, in the nursery uh, or in their little rooms as they were got the, what we call their, their big boy or big girl rooms, and sitting in the chair, getting them ready for bed and reading them books like this, and, and a book. I, I look, I'm not anti-technology. I certainly want people to get this book however they want to get it, but there is still something that we should never let go of holding a book in your hand with your child and going through a book together, there's a connection to them and you that, that, uh, that is special in reading uh, books to your kids. And as you have said earlier, but we, we need to say on the podcast, you know, when they first, learn that they can see the word and know what it is. And this book is a great book uh, uh, for children that are learning to read that you can read along and let them join in because of the rhyme and the way it works and the beautiful illustrations. But this is something that is special. And I think that's something that we're losing where we're letting our children be, be cared for by a tablet, by a phone, even at young ages, believe it or not. And, and I, and I think that the, the, this technology can be okay, but, but it shouldn't replace reading books with your children and, and, and spending that time with them that's quiet and calm and when you can talk to them where they can connect to you and you can connect to them. And they need to be told, as you were say, saying clearly in the book, that you're glad they were born. You, they are of great value. God deems them valuable. They were created, as the scriptures tell us, you know, wonderfully and beautifully made. Um, and um, and and during the time where we say on the show a lot when people talk about all the evil that we see, one of the things we say is you got to go back to look at some things we're doing that perpetuate this kind of behavior. And one of the things I think we need to correct quickly, and this book is addressing it is we have devalued human life.
1: Hmm. No, you're absolutely right. Um, to, to start with your original point with reading, my daughter and I, we, we always read three books together. And we started that when she was, I've always read to her, even read when I was pregnant, but I also was born into a family of teachers. My mother taught early childhood development for 33 years. My sister is an early childhood development mm-hmm. teacher in Charleston, South Carolina. So we always had books and mom, I mean, I'd go visit her at school and she's singing and I'm like, mom, she said, I don't understand how you're on TV every day. I get so nervous talking in front of a a group of people. And I said, I don't understand how you can sing to 25 (laughs) little kids every day. It's, it was so cute when I would visit her, but I would have been too embarrassed to do that. Or, you know, I just, I didn't talk to little kids that, that way, but I also, I babysat my whole life, but I wasn't a mom yet. So now, um. I understand how my mom did that, but reading, physically reading a book is so important. And we still have bookshelves in my, my house in Columbia, South Carolina. It was the house I grew up in. And mom has just bookshelves in our den from floor to ceiling of all the children's books. The ones, do you remember with the gold on the side and um, just all these great books. So when I had Hayden, I was so excited to go to the bookstore and just buy all of these books that I'd grown up with, with Pat, the bunny and Goodnight moon and corduroy. And many of them came from those bookshelves in my parents' house. And so now I look at our bookshelf and I think, um, I want to be just like my mom. I want to show my daughter the importance of reading. So that was really cute that my mom said this. And now this is a book dedicated to my, not only my daughter, but my mom and what she taught us, but she was, she would love to curl up in that chair. I, I we have that chair in our house too. Mm-hmm. And, um, all of us would, you know, take our baths and put on our little pajamas, our little flannel pajamas and, um, curl up. I'm just remembering I had the red pajamas. My, My sister had the blue and they were matching. My little baby brother was there and mom would read to us all the time. So I read three books to Hayden each night and we do two books, one that she can read to me, one that I can read to her and then one about Jesus. And, um, so we have, that's such a special time. And then we say our prayers and that's kind of the time when I can talk to her. So reading puts her in this mindset. It calms her down. It's after dinner, after she's had a little bit of dessert. And then we get in like quiet mode where she's showered, teeth are brushed. We can say our prayers together, read our books. And I value and cherish that time. So if you haven't made time as a parent to do that, and I understand, I get it. I mean, I fall asleep right after I fall asleep with her because I have to get up so early in the morning, but We don't skip that time because it's, that's when I find out what really happened at school. That's when I find out the other day I was putting her to bed and I said, you have got to go to bed, honey. I said, mama has to get up early in the morning so that I can, you know, and I think it's important for me to tell her when you do something really good, I'll reward you with your allowance. When I do something at work or I go to work, then they give me a paycheck. And I said, so, I have to go to work tomorrow and I need to be fresh and I need to know what I'm talking about on TV and they will give me a paycheck. They'll reward me just like you get your allowance. I said, so honey, I need you to go to bed. You need to have a good day at school tomorrow. And she just started crying. And I said, what's wrong, sweetie? And she said, my teachers got mad at me for not listening today. It's first Mm. week of school. So she's not used to being in school. You know, she had a few months off the summer. So I said, let's talk about this, honey. It's okay. You don't have to cry. And we had a great conversation and Rick, we would not have had that conversation. If we weren't in that mindset where we can tell each other everything, that's our time when she shares with me. And I said, you know, I wasn't a good listener in school either. And I said, let me tell you some things that worked for me. My name was, the only thing I ever got in trouble for, honey, was talking. And now I get paid to talk. So it all worked out, but you have to listen to your teachers and you always have to have a listening ear, even if you're distracted with your friends and you're playing and you're doing something. We just had a great chance to talk. And then the next day I picked her up from school and the teacher said she was the best listener and we gave her a sticker for that because I'd already talked to the teachers. Um, before that prior well after i found out that she wasn't really listening i just said you know we're here for you please stay in touch with mom and dad and we're here to support you and i've talked to hayden i think she's going to be a better listener tomorrow so it ended up um just being such a teaching moment for us as a family and for me to share with her you know that i i was vulnerable and told her you know i wasn't the best listener either and these are some ways that i learned to listen and then i realized my parents were happier with me I got my allowance when I listened and I was rewarded. So I will reward you tomorrow. If you're a good listener, this was a Wednesday night, last Wednesday, I said, if you're a good listener on Thursday and Friday, I will give you a little gift on Friday. If you, because I'll reward you for good behavior, just like I'm rewarded for going to my job.
0: Well done. But again, that doesn't happen if, if you don't take those moments where, where those kind of conversations take place. We'll come back. We'll continue more with Ainsley Earhart when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast rolls on. All right, so let's talk a minute. Uh, you know, the, the the Tommy John has been sponsoring uh, Rick and Bubba University really from almost the very beginning, and it, because it's one of those things. Look, we, they have things for women, and they're very comfortable, and ladies, you'll love them. But one thing, but it's normal for women to say we're looking for something to for loungewear and that men. Too many times, once we become men and we're no longer children. We feel like that we're assigned our underwear, and that's the same underwear we keep for the rest of our lives. And, and we just think, well, it's, it's all the same. But it really isn't. And, and Tommy John, they're so confident. And, look, Bub and I have talked about they, they, we're, we're, we're fans. We're not customers. We're fans, and you will be too. There's a reason why they sell 17 million pairs of men's underwear and it's because they've designed them to keep you dry, to keep you cool, uh, for comfort. Uh, the non-rolling waistband, the legs never ride up. Uh, it's one of the reasons. Before I got to Tommy John, I never wore boxer briefs because because I you know I played little ball and I, I've got the, I've still got them football legs and and I said I can't have this. They get you right, but these fit perfectly. Uh, and so comfortably, and you will notice the, uh, the difference immediately. As a matter of fact, Tommy John says if their underwear, guys, isn't the best pair of underwear that we've ever worn, then they will give them to us absolutely free. Yes, that's confidence in the product, and you'll see why. Go go to tommyjohn.com slash rickbubba right now, tommyjohn.com slash rickbubba, to get 20% off your first order. That's 20% off at tommyjohn.com slash rickbubba. Angelie Earhart from Fox & Friends, our guest. She's written her latest children's book, I'm So Glad You Were Born, Celebrating Who You Are. Uh, it will be available everywhere on September the 27th uh, so if you're listening to this podcast and the 27th is already coming gone go get it if not because I know uh, this weekend if you're listening to it or watching it as soon as it was published uh, you can pre-order now uh, and uh, and if you will just simply go to to this website uh, it's Ainsley.com. first of all what you want to do is go to books books b-o-o-k-s. Ainsley, that's A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-E.com. You can pre-order there, uh, and then it comes to you as soon as they start shipping those. And also, I noticed, Ainsley, you're doing something called a virtual uh, book signing, and that's going to be happening on on the 26th. Um, How does that work?
1: So it's great. Um, Dwayne Ward is a friend of mine and he lives down I in know Nashville Dwayne. and he has a company called Premier and he allows authors all over the world, all over mainly America, but um, to sign our books, chat with our fans or our viewers on, um, on zoom. And um, it's, it's incredible because you can talk to them. They can ask questions. They can ask questions that they've always wanted to ask you. I always get, what time do you wake up? And uh, what, you know, about my wardrobe, people want to know about my, the dresses that we wear on Fox. And so everyone's just so nice. And, and, you know, we're on their television sets in the morning. I love them because they support us and watch us. And they love us because we're in their living rooms or their kitchens or their bathrooms on their little TVs in their bathroom while they're putting on their makeup or getting ready for, you know, take the kids to school or getting ready for work. So um, this is a great way for us just to chat with each other and get to know each other. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the five that night. I'll do my show in the morning. I'll be on the five that night. We'll talk about the live signing and remind people to go and do it. And then I'll turn on my computer in my office at Fox and be able to chat with everyone and talk about the book. And um, it's just a great way for us to, to have a conversation and just for me to say thank you to everyone who is buying these books and supporting my career and, and supporting our show. And by the way, the the website, it's Ainsley E. We did E, and I'll tell you this. Oh, Rick, okay. People didn't know how to spell Earhart, which is my last name. So we did Ainsley E.com. You can okay. just go to that and then you'll find information about the book.
0: Okay. But so, so that's what that E's about. When I saw that, I'm like, no. is, is she You're throwing it? E. Yeah. Y-E? yeah. So okay. So the E is for the last name. I got it. Okay. Ainsley So you can go there and pre-order if you're listening before the 27th or watching before the 27th. Um, And then you're going to be on a tour. Uh, We talked about how we still like doing the live tours and you can find all that information there as well uh, for the fall. Uh, But when you, you talk about this about getting up early and you're right. Any of us that do morning radio, TV, whatever people always wonder, I mean, I get asked this, it seems like weekly, just in, you know, I could be at the grocery store and somebody said, I got to ask you, so what time do you have to get up? Now for, for us, it's not as bad as you guys, because you start even earlier than us, I think, because we start, um, uh, there's a kickoff hour that starts at five central if you're doing the live deal. And that's, that's the other guys. When that idea came up, Bub and I both said, look, we can't get up any earlier than we do. And so then Bub and I joined them at six central and go. So I get up probably uh, most every day, about 415 to 430 central, but you're up before that, right?
1: I get up. So in the summer, I um, have a little house out on Long Island that, that I got right before COVID. And it was by the grace of God, I got that because that's where we lived. So in the summer, my daughter goes to camp out there. She's met a lot of friends out there. So we move out there for the summer. That's an hour drive. So I get up at two 30 Eastern time, I get in the car at 3 30 and I'm at work at 4 30. So I just need to be in hair and makeup at 4 30. And so, then Oh
0: wow, you're in, in hair and makeup, of, makeup in at 4 30 Eastern, right?
1: Eastern. And then in the city, I live, you know, there's no traffic at that that time. So I don't have to be there till 4 30. So I usually leave my house at like four twenty. I, I live pretty close to Fox. And so um I leave at 420, which means sometimes I'll just shower, wash my hair the night before and roll out of bed like if I, if I went to bed too late studying for the show or trying to get my daughter to bed, then I will just hit snooze until like four o'clock and then roll out at four twenty. throw on Lulu lemons, no makeup, no hair. And, um, I walk in and they do it all for me. I'm preparing and studying for the show while they're doing that. That takes about 30 minutes. And then I go upstairs to my office and I have an hour before the show just to study. And, write down my notes and kind of get my thoughts in order because I'm one of those. I was always like this in school. I have to be prepared. Some like You can just go on and you're so talented and God's given you this gift. There are a lot of people I work with that have that. They just have it all in their brain, but I have to write it all down and study and really think about what I'm going to say on the show based on what topics we're going to be discussing that day.
0: Yeah. My wife and I, we do a lot of teaching and and speaking, um, uh, together uh, on top of what we do separately. And, and she is like you, she, she has, she know exactly what she's doing, what she's going to say. She's got every single thing completely. She's a great writer and she's, and then she said that the way I do it, you know, can, can make her nervous. And I look over and say, but you know, the way you're doing it, I wish I could be do it that way because I bet that take. I mean, you know what you're doing. I can't pull that off. And then she'll look over and go, well, i tell you one thing. I can't do it the way you do it because that drive me nuts. So I, I've realized that you really almost look at what the other person can do and you think, I wish I could do that, when really uh, it, it, together it kind of works out. And even when we're doing we, – we teach a, a Sunday school class together. I mean, they call it life group, but if my grandmother heard me call Sunday school life group, I'm afraid that I don't know what she can see in heaven, so I, I'm, I'm going to stay with Sunday school, but, but we teach an adult class together, and when we teach together, it's kind of cool because she prepares it all, and then she assigns to me, here's what you're doing, here's what I'm doing, and then we both use it the way we teach together. It really kind of turns out pretty cool.
1: That is great. Yes. I, I love that. So you basically, I mean, you work with you and Bubba have this amazing show and it, and I have mm-hmm. the two guys sitting next to me, but some people like to have a show by themselves, but I'm like that. I like to teach and I like to have Brian and Steve next to me. I could not, I don't think I could do an Ainsley or Hart only show. I like having the conversation. Oh, yeah. So um, And that way everyone brings something different to the table and we all have our different methods, but um, I love that you teach Sunday school. That's
0: right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, Sherry and I, I don't know if you've ever read her book. She wrote a book that was out in 2016 and we were on Fox and friends weekend, but that, that oh, was, bef- that, that was yeah. in 2016. So you were already Fox and friends Monday through Friday by then. But, um, so we, uh, and, uh, and That's she's just
1: on our show. Uh,
0: yeah. You know, I, I don't remember what happened with the scheduling, but, uh, she, it, it's probably, and and I'm sorry, I'm about to brag on my wife, but I I mean I I, I do because I, I, she's such a gift to me and to so many people, but into our children. But she um she she wrote, I believe, in my humble opinion, but others in reviews have said something similar. The very difficult topic about where is God in in calamity and and suffering and difficulty, and uh, because you know one of our children actually died at the age of two and a half, uh, and and so she she and she took five years on that topic studying scripture and and she's just so gifted as a writer and so um you know it it's it so when when she when when we you know we've been doing ministry together as followers of christ um since um not long after we were married in nineteen ninety six uh when we both were were redeemed through a premarital counseling and and all that we had been cultural Christians, but we weren't the real deal, you know. We, we believed the right things, but we certainly didn't live them, and we had not been transformed uh, as the Scriptures say we should be if we truly have the Holy Spirit. And so we, we, we came to that conclusion, and our marriage kind of started a new beginning for us spiritually— and obviously, as as husband and wife, and so um, you know, we we started diving into the to scriptures, and and she started teaching before me because I didn't feel like I could was really a, I knew I could speak, but I didn't think I was really a teacher. And mainly, I was afraid of the homework that comes with that. Uh, but uh, but over time, she kind of taught me how to study because i never was a very good student, and and how to study the word of God. And then it clicked, and and I certainly um, now it's. Few things interest me more, and so when we come back, I want to ask you about this 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 Bible study you're doing on Fox Nation, and kind of how that plays out, and what you guys cover. That kind of parlays into what I want to ask you next. So, so we'll talk about that when we come back. When Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. All right, so let's um, let's talk a little bit about Manscape.com, guys. I'm just going to tell you uh, when they approached us about being a sponsor. They sent us uh, the, the the package that I want to talk to you about today, and, and it is available right now, and you can go and you can get it. It's called the Platinum Package 4.0. Now, let me tell you everything that's in this. It has everything that we need as men for hygiene. I know that men, we don't have a very good reputation when it comes to hygiene, uh, but let's face it, uh, the women in our life would prefer that we would pay attention to it. But a lot of products out there are not designed for men. But inside this 10-part platinum package is everything that you need and I need in order to, to be clean, to, to have good hygiene from, from, from head to toe. They've got stuff for the shower. Uh, they've got the, the Lawn Mower 4.0. This is the best beard trimmer that I have ever used. I mean, it's even got a light on the end of it that lights up, and it really works great, you know, to to keep keep ourselves groomed properly. Now, I don't like to talk about this, but as you get older, you have to. Uh, That's the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. I wish we didn't need that. Okay, but as you get out some of you younger guys, it's coming, I'm telling you. And so that's a great product. Uh, They have the proprietary advanced skin-safe technology that protects us, uh, you know, our skin to keep it from getting those shaving bumps and all that. Uh, Both of these items are waterproof. Uh, Also, and I'm telling you, their shower products are fantastic. The ultimate premium body wash and ultra uh, premium, I'm sorry, two-in-one. No man is going to have a shampoo and a conditioner. We're just not going to do that. So that uh, the, the premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, fantastic. Hair is going to feel hydrated. skin's going to smell fresh. Aluminum-free, uh, ultra-premium deodorant, fantastic. So And they're even going to throw in a pair of boxers and a travel bag for when you're on the road. Okay, so go right now. Take advantage of this. Use the code Bubba20 at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com. We get you 20% off and free shipping by using the code bubba 20 We're back on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. It's our, our final few minutes together to with Ainsley Earhart from Fox and Friends. The new children's book is I'm So Glad You Were Born Celebrating Who You Are. Uh, it is going to be available everywhere on September the 27th. If you want to uh, pre-order, uh, if you're watching this or listening before the 27th, go to AinsleyE.com. That's AinsleyE.com, a i n s l e y e com and you can find everything about how to pre-order the book, also the tour. So I, we talked about the book, but we've got we got about five minutes. Tell me about the Fox Nation Bible Study.
1: Oh, uh, so I'm just cracking up because I'm I'm listening to you. I know when your commercials y'all talk about men's underwear, <laughs> and escaping, and nose hair, and now we're talking about a children's book and Bible studies. We cover it all here.
0: Well, we say our Seinfeld is a show about nothing. Our show is about anything.
1: I love it. That's really cute. Um, yeah. So I have this children's book. It's called, I'm so glad you were born. And actually this is my den. Um, this is our movie room where we walk, we spend a lot of time here, reading our books and things like that. Spend time as a family, play our games and things in here on the other side of this wall is my living room. And they're in there setting up right now for Fox nation. We're going to videotape the latest episode. And we have some Fox news, um, familiar faces that are coming on with their wives or with their husbands. And um, they are all getting hair and makeup right now. We're all gonna have this um, Bible study. And I'm so grateful to Fox because Fox Nation is our streaming service. And we needed to keep up with everyone else. And so we started the streaming service and it's been very popular. And they came to us each and they said, we'd love for you to be a part of it. What interests you? And, um, you know, I'm much more than just Bible study. I love the Lord. And that is my primary focus in my life. Everything I do is for Jesus, but um, I'm also a mom and I also have a lot of fun and I have a great social life. I have a wonderful friend group here in New York. I have Fox news. Um, I'm in a great relationship with someone that I'm madly in love with. And, um, I have this new children's book. So Fox nation just said, I said, but primarily I love the Lord and I have a Bible study that try, you know, helps me stay as good as I can be. I'm a sinner. I mess up all the time, but at least I have this Bible study in New York city. And they said, well, can we come over and film your Bible study? And so I had this in my house for years. I'm now in a different Bible study because all that Bible study, one moved to Nashville, one moved to Canada. We all just kind of went different directions and, um, we're at different places in our lives, but we started out as all single women and then we all got married and started having children. We watched our careers changed. We watched God answer every single prayer. Um, some divorces, some in each and every one of those who got divorced, God redeemed their lives, changed their lives for the better, sent them amazing men. Um, they, everyone in our studies had children. If they couldn't have a child, they adopted a child. I had a miscarriage. Hmm. I was on overnights and was praying that my schedule would change. Even though I was grateful to have this amazing Robert box, my schedule changed. Um, I had a baby. And, um, just so many wonderful things came out of that Bible study. So they came over and they filmed it and it was successful and people started watching it on Fox nation. And now it's evolved. And we interviewed NFL players about their Bible studies. We went down to Nashville to talk to Elizabeth Hasselbeck, who used to sit in my chair on Fox and friends. And she has a Bible study with a bunch of NFL wives. And, um, so today we're talking about this, uh, my children's book. I'm so glad you were born and why, why some. Fox News personalities are glad their children were born and how we can shape the lives of our kids. So that's going to be our latest installment.
0: That's fantastic. Angie, thank you. And you can see that on Fox Nation. Hey, thank you for taking time, not only on the big show, but then devoting time to another 45-minute conversation here on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. And hopefully uh, we'll continue to hear from you and we'll pray about how God can use both of our platforms going forward and other things maybe we can partner on. That'd be great
1: the only reason we're here. I would love that. Rick, pray about that, please, because that I'm always trying to think of what God, how God wants to use me next, so All that right. would be wonderful. We'll do God that. God bless you. I'm praying for Bubba. Give him my love, okay?
0: I will. Thank you very much, Angely. There Good she time. is, Angely uh, Earhart. The new book is I'm So Glad You Were Born, and uh, you can pick up a pre-order copy, or you can, uh, if it's after the 27th, then it's already available everywhere. Thanks for being with us on this edition of Rick and Bub University, the podcast.